0: Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem. Muhammad Rabbil Alameen. Wa Salati wa Salam Ashraf and Mursaleen. Sayyidina wa Mawlana Muhammad al Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Bi madadakum wa nazalakum Sayyidina Rasulul Kareem, Khabib al Azeem. Madiya Sayyidiya Sultan al Awliya, Mashallah al Faiz al Daghestani, Sayyidiya Muhammad Azam Haqqani, Sultan al Ghulubina, Mawlana Shaykh Hisham Kabani. Awazabila imini Shaitanir Raheem. Bismillahir Rahmanir Raheem, Ati Allah, Ati Ar-Rasul, Walid Amri Minkum. And a reminder to myself, Ana Abdakul uh, Ajeezu, Da'eefu, Miskeen, Zalim, jahal if you use the student's advice or a friend in council, should you keep a rock give advice to. Give advice to InshaAllah. We'll cover that next week. Abdul u Zalim Mujahad and by the grace of Allah we are still in existence. InshaAllah we are taking a path of effacement. As much as this dunya tries to make us into something we are trying our best to remind ourselves to be nothing and that Allah's rahmah and mercy to be upon us. Alhamdulillah from Prophet and the heart of awliyaullah, they remind us that our path and Allah describes our path in Surah al and the relationship between Sayyidina Musa alayhi salam and Sayyidina Khidr alayhi salam. And it's always a reminder for myself that anybody can go back and read the 18th surah and see the eloquency of the words that Allah is using to describe that path with the do's, the don'ts and the reminder that Nabi Musa salam, Kalimullah, a Prophet of Allah who speaks to Divinely Presence and that when he wants to reach a reality Allah sends him to one of his servants not the only servant one one of my servants go so it means our path then every step of the way is a reminder no matter who you are you're in need of guidance and when the order of guidance comes lower yourself to be nothing that that stage of being nothing, to receive the guidance that Allah wants to give. To get the medicine that you were asking for, for it to come to you, you have to lower yourself to be nothing. But if you continue to think of ourself as something, we would never accept the guidance. And that was the first warning that Sayyidina Khidr had. That I don't think we're going to get along and I don't think you're going to be patient with the knowledges I convey to you, how can you be patient with something you have very little understanding of? Not that you don't understand anything of it, just the fact that you know a little about it is going to make a big problem. Because you may have just a little bit of knowledge in the depth of, of the oceans of knowledge, you may think it's a lot of knowledge, but just what little you know may be enough to block every that you hear and everything that you understand from these associations. You bring it in, you gargle with it, move it around, it doesn't make sense to you, you don't use it. So the danger of even knowing little and how it's going to cause difficulty with the heart. That's why this path is based on Samina wa I heard and I obey. And companions, if anyone wants to know what the companions were like, they were the exemplars of faith, of Samina wa Atana. Their whole life was zikr of Allah They never left zikr of Allah And we get to the reality of their life by the third part part of this example. So that when Allah guides us and says, be like Sayyidina. Musa salam seeking knowledge. No matter what you achieved of life, seek out realities and Allah because there's no time for Allah. There's absolutely no time. Time is not relevant to Allah. So it means there must be at every moment Allah's words are true. When Allah says that you're going to meet one of my servants. So there must be at every moment Allah's servants on this earth. And their responsibility is hidayat and guidance. A guidance, a heavenly guidance, not a dunya guidance, but a heavenly guidance in which to reach Allah's rida and satisfaction, Allah's satisfaction and enjoyment of His servant so that He may bless the servant with what He wants to bless them. So it means then we took a life in which we are asking, Ya Rabbi, I want to reach to realities send me to guidance. And alhamdulillah Allah guided us to the hands of Sultanul Awliya Shaykh Muhammad Nazim Haqqani, his representatives, Mawlana Shaykh Isham Kabani, Shaykh Atnan Kabani, Shaykh Muhammad Adil. That this is a big ni'mat and a gift that these are Rijalullah, these are the men of Allah whom Allah dressed from His divinely satisfaction, wa qulumah sadiqeen. That we accomplish what Allah He's asking for us is, take a path of consciousness and keep the company of the truthful servants who are truthful in their deeds and in their action. Not truthful by their words of what they say they're truthful, but in their deeds and in their actions. So then three tests will come into our life as that example. When Nabi Musa came to the presence of the one who's going to test him, there was a fisherman who had a boat, and the boat was brought down, he was no longer able to fish. They went to a boy, the boy was slain, had to pass away. After the boy, they went to a wall to rebuild the wall. And these three tests are eternally in our lives because we are taking a path of that reality, and all the turuqs are. Taking that example that what Allah wants <laughs> from them. So, the first is that when we come onto that path, what Nabi Musa understood, or what Sayyidina Khidr was trying to teach and to give an example to Sayyidina Musa is that this path won't be accomplished if the rizq and the sustenance is in the hands of that student. Means, that boat was that man's rizq. And what Allah wanted to give as an understanding for that man, his way of making money, his warning from Sayyidina Khayr is that shaitan, is a there's an evil king coming, he's going to take the boat. He's going to take that boat, he's going to take his sustenance, his way of providing for himself, means that our sustenance is going to be a block to reaching our reality because shaitan is playing with us on how to use our sustenance, it's very deep. That if, if they don't have control over their dua, if Allah doesn't give that control, there's no way to guide anybody because their sustenance is deceiving them. Their sustenance makes them to feel that they're independent from everyone whom Allah wants to guide and truly wants to guide, He gives authority for these only Allah that make your du'a. And the du'a they make is that, Ya Rabbi their sustenance is a destruction, means lower the boat, lower that boat so that that sustenance is not coming between the guidance and the student. Make them to be in a station of need. Because when they're in a station of need, you have their full attention. You have their ears listening, you have their entire being that what to do, what dua to make, yeah Sayyidi what to do for prayers. Means the whole being is moving on how to achieve Allah's satisfaction. So it means there's a tremendous reality in that sustenance. And if that sustenance is not under control, They use it for shaitan instead of for rahman. (laughs) Means that everybody has an attribute that Allah (inaudible) dressed them from. We said many times as the example, if you are generous, means that if in our evil life and moving towards evilness or moving towards goodness, you're still dressed by the same attribute of Allah (inaudible) If Allah dressed you from the attribute of generosity then you're the generous one buying everybody drinks. And when Allah wants to guide that servant back towards realities, their, their sifat that governs them has to be guided first. Means bring the generosity that you have, bring it towards Allah not towards shaitan but towards Rahman. And that's the, the, the symbol of the boat. He didn't destroy the boat so they have no sustenance. But the prayers of their their prayers and divinely presence is Ya Rabbi this is a distraction. If you lower that distraction we can begin to train. If we train them and they're solid in their belief then when the rizq rises it's not for shaitan, it's for Rahman. And that just that subject itself is a very subtle ocean. They want you to understand that the rizq that Allah once they lower that boat, when Allah sends it back, it's not yours. Don't think this money of yours is yours. This money is Allah and you are merely a custodian. The thief is the one who thinks that the money is his, it's mine, I made it. No you didn't make anything, Allah wrote for you to have that and you ask to enter into Islam which is taslim and submission. So then you view in submission that this house is the house of Allah every house, my house, your house is Allah's home and I'm merely its custodian. Nobody takes it with them. I'm a custodian of the silverware, of the china, of the car, of the cash, of everything. Let me at least try to use it in Allah's way so that i be a good trustworthy custodian, not a thief, thinking I'm just going to take everything, putting everything in a bag and stealing it and going, and going like karoon into my grave with all my treasures. Where are you going with that? Like your Pharaoh with all your treasures. Why he was doing like that? No belief. The believer, he leaves everything outside his grave and say, bury me empty handed with just a sheet on me, not even my fancy clothes. Except some of them I saw, one of them, one of the big, big people from a different faith, he got buried with some nice shoes. <laughs> beautiful, he had like beautiful red loafers. <laughs> Where are you going with these shoes? You're going to Allah with your shoes? So, why? Prophet brought us, no, you go naked and just a sheet to, to cover your, your, your how or your embarrassments so that you're not raised in Allah's presence to be embarrassed. So means that rizq of ours is not ours, it's Allah's. So they train you, be a custodian of that rizq, be a custodian in which you, you use it for Allah take for what you need, take for what your family needs and use for Allah Then the second test that Nabi Musa and Sayyidina Khidr went to, once that's being a continuous in our life, continuous testing in our life is in that subject, then they take us to the second test. And I Ya Rabbi, that if the student wants to reach your reality, this, this bad and wicked nafs that that little boy symbolizes, if that nafs is never going to be slain, no matter how much you teach them, how much you do zikr, no matter how much you do practice, if that bad nafs is not brought down, there's no reaching anything. So it means that that Allah will give a permission, no, that nafs will be slain. If they follow what you're teaching, and they're coming for their zikr, they're doing all of their awrads, they're doing all their practices, as they're accompanying you, these lights begin to dress. They begin to dress, they begin to dress. Instead of that little nafs becoming a powerful giant, it's being destroyed. It's being brought down. That the, the wickedness like the naughty naughty age where whatever you say it disagrees, whatever you say it yells back at you and screams at you, imagine that at 20 years old. The wickedness continues to grow. So it means then by the authority of Allah because they're asking, if you want guidance, these three have to be under control. The rizq shouldn't be a distraction for the servant, have you ever tried to guide a rich man? He doesn't sit and listen to you for anything, he feels himself to be Faraon. They make one du'a, his wealth can disappear in a night. That was also in Surah Al-Kahf. When the one came out and he said, oh I have lots of land and I have big, a lot of boys, you're so pious you have nothing. And he said, oh I think you should have said, mashaAllah Allah, quwwata illa qu- 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 t- billah. And by the next day, all his wealth was destroyed. Means in the instant Allah can take everything, then you'd be on equal footing. And your account empty and looking at your shaykh, now what to do? But they don't want that. They don't want hardship. So means that, that system has to be in place. Then too, the, the wickedness of the character. Ya Rabbi, this, this nafs of this person is very wicked. If the dua is not accepted, that nafs will never come under obedience and ikhtibah. And they see it. And we said before, they see the nafs in everything we do. From the way we talk, the way that we act, the nafs always wants to be identified, always wants to be known. And they can see it. We see a normal person, they see like a vicious lion that waiting to attack. I said, there's a nice video of a lion tamer, he's in a cage and there's four lions. He's distracted with one, the other one jumps on his head. And that is the way of guidance, that as soon as you begin to guide, there's 80 lions in the room. Not the sweet and soft loving people. There's 80 nafs that are looking to find something wrong, something to attack. Means at all times they're vigilant over the character, the bad character of people. If Allah not accepting their dua that, Ya Rabbi send your tajalli, send your light, send your blessings, send the, the nazar of Sayyidina Muhammad Wasallam upon us so that this bad characteristic is laid to rest and becomes subservient to Allah's will, then the third And the most important why Allah brought it for the third, is they came upon a wall that a father had left inheritance for his sons. And Sayyidina Khidr came to rebuild the wall as the servant of Allah and Nabi Musa asked, Nabi Musa asked, why we don't charge a fee for that, why we don't charge for doing Allah's work. And our life comes for that example that one, who was the father that left this treasure? Means that Allah has a treasure for everyone been set aside, everyone. Because Allah is not a storyteller. There must be an example right now in my life on this surah. And Allah says, yes. I have placed the treasure in everyone's heart. Alam al-Qur'an khalaq al-insan. Before I created your being, I gave all these knowledges of Qur'an unto your soul. I placed that treasure and I've dispatched awliyaullah to cover it. So that shaitan doesn't take your treasure and begin to disperse it and make you to work for him sending out information. But Nabi Musa was asking, why can't we charge? for that. And Sayyidina Khayr asked him, why didn't you charge when you got the well and brought water up for a wife? He saw some women, he thought maybe that if I get the water from the well so that I can water their sheep, maybe I can marry. You were in need of something and you were of service to Allah and you, you did your khidmat. Why now would you want to charge? So only I'll come into our life and begin to teach. That if you want all the rewards of your path, you want all that Allah wants to give because there's a treasure. So it means the third and most important is if you want the treasures that Allah has set aside for you, live a life of khidmat, live a life of service. If you're not doing any khidmat, you're definitely not reaching any treasure of Allah It is the example of the Prophets. They did what they did for what, a paycheck? They did it to be of service to Allah Now Allah sends rizq and sustenance from ways that nobody can imagine, but they never charge for what they do, they never charge for what they do. And they teach all their students, live a life of service. If you live a life of service, doesn't mean you don't work, it means that you work but you'll be inspired by these shaykhs that you're of some service. It's not just a life about yourself. If you have the ability to write, you'll be writing for them, they're inspiring you to reach your treasure. If you can make websites, you'll be making websites with them. If you can write a book, you'll be writing a book with them. If you can make a TV show, you'll be making a TV show with them. Their life is to inspire you to be of service with what Allah has given to you of your abilities of what you're able to produce, what you're able to think, what you're able to do with your hands, your mind, your feet, your being. Use it in the way of Allah and His beloved Sayyidina Muhammad That opens all the treasures of the soul. That opens all the treasures of the soul. And that's why awliyaullah and pious people, they go everywhere, they teach every day. They don't teach for any salary, they go everywhere to teach. To, to spread the love of Sayyidina Muhammad why? Because they understood the secret of that khidmat opens all the ridha and satisfaction of Allah which are the treasures of the heavens, open upon their soul because of that service. And they inspire all their, serv- all their students to take a life of that way, so that they can reach the servanthood of Allah means that even the the further they move to go and teach, the further they, they go, the more distance they walk, the more blessings that are coming. Before you can ask from Allah, give me this, give me this job, give me these things that I want. Allah can ask, what have you done for me? And that's why they come into our lives and inspire us. No, no, do that khidmat, do that service for Allah, it opens everything for you. We pray that Allah open these realities for us, these understandings for us that to not have the rizq as a distraction, the bad character to be brought down and to live a life of service. Subhana rabbika rabbal izzati amma yasifun, wassalamu <laughs> ala mursaleen, walhamdulillahi rabbil alameen, bi hurmati Muhammad al-Mustafa wa bi siri Surat al-Fatiha. Siddhan al-Nabi, al-Nabi, Sidna Nabi